Hello, and welcome to another episode of Firsties with Reba and Ross. Hi, guys. That's Reba. I'm Ross. Uh, for today's episode, we watched episodes three and four of Parks and Recreation. Uh, well, what should we go over first? Um, let's go over the fact that Retta has been in all of the episodes from the beginning, and she just looked completely different in the pilot. Yeah, it's amazing what a completely different haircut and glasses can do. And also just the fact that she never spoke or had any lines. Until episode four. Right. It, it kind of reminds me of, uh, in The Office, uh, Mindy Kaling is in the first season, but her character is almost completely different. Like, she isn't, she dresses kind of nerdy and she's like really shy and reserved and uncomfortable with things oh yeah i remember that it's weird yeah but yeah they obviously didn't have her character figured out yet Mm -hmm. um another thing is that jerry becomes more of a character in episode three yes i he's credited in the pilot but i don't remember seeing him at all oh he was there was he i thought he was there um but yeah to have the to have the third episode start with Jerry and kind of have him be more competent <laughs> than he's been in like the rest of the series is just like, it yeah. kind of surprised me. Yeah, there there are no jokes, or at least so far in these two episodes, three and four, there are no jokes about Jerry being incompetent at all. And yeah. uh, especially, it's especially odd since the first scene that he's in, or the first scene where he's, like, a major part, Leslie's the one being incompetent. Right. (laughs) So it's Jerry looking down on Leslie, which is a totally different dynamic later in the show. Yeah. Uh, So I guess, should we go into just kind of talking about episode three? Sure. Are there some broad things you wanted to talk about with both of them, or what are you thinking? I don't think so. My main, uh, my main throwback was the whole Reddit thing. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that was... Yeah. That was new. So, uh, there are a few things I noticed in both of these episodes that, you know, kind of went away as the show mm-hmm. went on. Like, uh, or I get, I guess this was more episode three than four, but uh, it felt like a more improv-heavy show at that stage than it is later. And maybe that's because it's more tightly scripted in later seasons. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's, there's a scene... Um, Let's see. It, at JJ's, for instance, where they have the reporter. And episode three is about a, uh, Leslie hires or has a reporter come talk about the park because she wants to publicize it. And it all goes to hell. And yeah. the reporter sleeps with Mark and makes Leslie jealous and then turns around and writes a terrible article. But right. So it, it, there's a scene where they're at JJ's and she's just come, sharing quotes about what would never or the park would never happen and things are oh. more likely than the park ever happening. And you can tell that it's just like she's coming up with these lines and Amy Poehler is improving like replies or responses right. to them. And there's a scene in, I think, going back to last week, the second episode where her and Anne are in a car just discussing things. Uh, and she, you can tell Amy Poehler is just making up new lines and they have a bunch of cuts of her basically delivering the same uh, mm. piece. What part was that in? I'm trying to recall exactly where it was in episode two because now it's been a week, but... They, that's something that you see a lot in these early episodes. And even into season two, where you could tell they're just like, all right, right, Amy Poehler is extremely talented as an improviser. Just have her do a bunch of lines and we'll use what we'll use. 
I still felt like both these episodes are much more focused solely on Leslie than yes, the shows. Yes, they are. Yeah. They are definitely. And I still I still I still feel that negativity. Yeah. Like Yeah, absolutely. It's just I could see especially in, for some reason in episode 4 I could see why I didn't like the first season. Yeah, and I I know, you know, people mention how much they hated this and then usually they go back and like have kind of feel like okay, I get it a little more now because of the later episodes and getting right. to know the characters. But I actually I feel like I might like it less than I did when when it started just because it is really negative and the way that they paint Leslie is after the pilot anyway is isn't just as someone who's optimistic and trying to do the right thing it's someone who's constantly failing and doing the wrong thing like right and it's uh like with that with the whole uh boys club breaking yeah. into the and this wine is episode bottles. four yeah and so quick description episode four we're probably going to go back and forth a little bit because i think there are a lot of similarities in these episodes um Episodes about they receive a gift basket, but it's against the law to accept gifts in excess of $25. And then Leslie, who who is well aware of this rule and brings it up to everybody, decides to open the wine so she could get in closer with Mark and uh, the city planners because she considers they're meeting a boys club and wants to be one of the boys. (laughs) Right. A a, A desperate attempt to try to further her own career and try to get in good with Mark, who I still can't stand as a character. Yeah. These like, two episodes did not do him any favors. No. Not not just as like a person, but he's just not a well developed character at all. No. It's I I don't know what they were trying to go for with, with him. Like they, they obviously had the idea that he's kind of a sleaze or he gets with all the girls, but they didn't it seems like they didn't sketch him out past that. Right. And I don't understand how he can get with all the girls that he gets with because... <laughs> he just it, doesn't strike you that way. No. Yeah, he's he's very underwritten. You can see where at least some of the other characters, they have something to They're, go off yeah. of. Yeah. But... Their elements are there. And even when Donna spoke in the fourth episode... You could tell, like, there were bits and pieces of her future character. Possibly. And part of that might be just Retta's personality coming through. Because Donna is basically Retta. I know. (laughs) Which, yeah, it's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, April, at least you're getting some some characterization. Mostly as just kind of the kid who doesn't care about it. Yeah. Uh, you're getting a bit more with Tom. Uh, he's mm-hmm. kind of lazy, and but it, he's also kind of a prankster. But he also right. kind of cares what people think around him. Like, yeah. episode three, his subplot with Ron is like letting him win at yeah. Scrabble, <laughs> or online Scrabble, and <laughs> that also characterizes him th- through Ron's opinion of him. Right. Because Ron Ron thinks he's a lazy guy and he wants him in government because he wants government to fail. Right. It's I, I like the I like how much Ron actually likes Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Because of that. Right. He, it, it shows it his his attitude towards Tom show like explores 
his character more or shows mm-hmm. a little bit exploits his character a little bit more right and that's something that's been pretty consistent about ron as the show's gone on right there's the episode this season about april and her moving on and part of that was about uh april and ron's relationship and how much ron cared for her partially because he's, he's like she doesn't care about government let's get her a job in government yeah. so she can you know not care <laughs> so yeah. she cannot do the job which is what he's doing with tom uh let's see other little things i noticed oh this is a this is another big thing ron mentions tammy in episode yes. three yes. uh his ex-wife tammy that's but which tammy i and... i assume it's tammy too yeah that's that's what i'm <laughs> thinking because they brought yeah i think he mentioned did he mention in that episode that his mother's name is Tammy? I believe. No, yeah. no, he he or doesn't the... actually mention that his mom's name is Tammy until second or third season when mm-hmm. Tammy one shows up. Right. Then he mentions that his first two wives are named Tammy and his mother's name is Tamara, but <laughs> she goes by Tammy. Right. He so. just has a thing about Tammy's. Yeah. Uh, another thing about the Tammy reference uh, was, like, later on, and th- this is just characteristic of how the writing room got much stronger as the show went on. Mm-hmm. He always has, like, these really clever things to say about how evil she is. Yeah. And here he just calls her a bitch twice. And that's, like, <laughs> I picked up on that, too, because I thought, where's the fact that he, she's the devil from hell, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, not not enough demonic imagery yeah. out of that. And in general, it just seems like... Like, obviously, everything he says about Tammy is mean-spirited. But it's mean-spirited in, like, such an over-the-top way that it's just funny. Right. And here it's just kind of mean. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have anything to go off of, of who she is. It's just him calling his ex-wife a bitch. And it's kind of... Right. Eh. There are a lot of a lot of kind of lazy or mean things in these early episodes. Yeah, it makes me remember why I didn't like it. You right. Know, you know. Let's see. Another thing that changed a lot is like, as the show goes on, Leslie speaks so frequently with public figures and journalists. So like to see her so yes. intimidated by a reporter was yes, very strange. Yes, that killed me. To like to have her like turn the tape recorder off. Right. Every time she's going to answer a question, she wouldn't have done that. Right. And she totally wouldn't have done that. And she's been... <laughs> a, the thing that gets me about this whole thing is um, that she's obviously been in this job for more than five years. Right. Because that's frequently referenced as to how long ago it had been since she and Mark had slept together. Right. So... Like, I just don't think the writers were giving her enough credit. I I would agree with that. You can, like, like I, I was going to say some of these character flaws you could look at as, like, the formative years of Leslie Nope, but you're right. Like, at that point, she's been in it long enough yeah. that it seems like these are rookie mistakes or things that she shouldn't be passed at this point, or at least if right. she is the person that we know from later seasons. Yeah. And, uh... Let's see, another thing. Uh, these early episodes, the documentary style stuff is still a lot more, I guess, uh, diegetic. Like, it's meant to be a part of the world. Like, it, it, like they never 
outright say it's a documentary. Right. But even regular scenes, the characters will acknowledge the camera. Whereas right. later, it's it's kind of like we have them it following them, and they have talking head sequences. But it's but, more like a it's more like modern Modern Family, where it it's not really. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter in the episode. There's no documentary happening. They're just talking That's, to a camera. It, yes, I've been thinking about that. Like rewatching this season, mm-hmm. I keep trying to think toward like to the later seasons and like this season and last season and. And trying to figure out, like, yes, there are those talking heads, but I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, that's not the central focus. And whereas, like, with this season, it's just, like, yeah, it is. They are talking more to the camera, you know, pulling right. it up. And, and it's just, it's kind of jarring, like. Yeah, there are even minor elements to it. Like, things that they don't draw attention to, but just the way they shoot scenes that are different because of that conceit like yeah. uh where mark and the reporter are talking in episode three in the courtyard like with him being like hey maybe don't use the things i said off the record uh all the shots are from outside of the courtyard like looking in as right. if they wouldn't be having this conversation if there was a camera nearby whereas in later seasons they wouldn't care it would just exactly. be there yeah. because it's just part of the show yeah yeah i i, I think i even heard about something with that, it might have been with The Office, but where, as the show goes on, they care less about, like, trying to be real careful about camera placement and making mm-hmm. it realistic because people have just accepted the conceit at that point. Right. But, yeah, with Parks and Rec, it was always just a weird thing mm-hmm. because they never really said it was a documentary. Right. And it's a, but didn't you say it was a spinoff of... Well, it was like, conceived of a spin-off, as yeah. a spinoff of The Office, but that was before they even knew it was a park show. This yeah. team was just gathered to create an Office spinoff. Oh. So it, then they ultimately turned it into Parks and Recreation, mm-hmm. but they, they knew that they were creating a show to be kind of a sister show to The Office. Right. So a lot of the stylistic parts of it ca- carried over this show. Right. And probably a lot of the character dynamics they're trying to recreate from The Office, which is why... They're writing Leslie in, as incompetent because they're looking at her like Michael Scott, like you talked right. about last week. Yeah. Other notable things from episode three, uh, JJ's Diner shows up for the first time. Yes. Leslie orders a big old plate of waffles. And yes. it's they specifically mention it's JJ's Diner, that it's one of her favorite places. So mm-hmm. that's a pretty early <laughs> appearance I, of it. I, do, I did like that, that... They brought that in early in the beginning. And her love of waffles and breakfast food. Right. Like, I like that that has not changed throughout the entire series. Yeah. Yeah. There there are these little things where you're like, oh, cool. That really has been part of the show since its inception. Yeah. And then all sorts of other things that feel like a different show altogether. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I had was just random reference that, uh, well, both... I think this episode and maybe episode two, Andy mentioned his band, and it's a different name oh, each time. Yeah. Uh, the first time he mentions it, it was just the tip, and then right. in episode three, it's a three skin because it used formerly four skin, <laughs> right? Because the, their the, drummer left, the bassist or bassist left. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, I... so yeah, Mouse Rat is not a thing yet. Yes, but he's I... mentioned his band a couple I times. I think it comes into play. I. 
I feel like it might be the finale of this season that it's mentioned, but it's been a long time since I've watched that episode, and we'll be covering that next week. Yeah. Is there anything else from episode three you Um, had? I'm just going to look at notes for four. Oh, yeah, no. I think, because I think the thing that I was going to talk about that I can't remember now was in episode four. Right. So we can move on to... Yeah, honestly, there I didn't have that many notes for four. Uh, a lot of the major things that struck me about it are things that were also in episode three mm-hmm. uh, regarding Leslie. We already talked about Leslie taking the basket and the wine as yeah feeling kind of out of character for her, mm-hmm. but may you know maybe not as defined in the first season, but as the character that she becomes. Yeah. Um, I I mentioned yeah, right, uh, Tom is a bit of a prankster in this one, the way he plays up the mock interview thing with yes. Leslie. Yes. And I, for some reason, I swear I remembered, uh, like, him, she or him having, like, one of the talking head moments about the fact that she had had a dream about Ron. Right, right. Like, so, yeah, the whole centaur thing. <laughs> Right. Kind of. In case you haven't watched this episode in a long time, during the mock interview, uh, to prepare Leslie for going up against the board, or I think it's the board, yeah. about about her uh, stealing the wine, uh, Tom asks her a bunch of ridiculous questions, one of which is if she's ever had a sex dream about Ron Swanson. Where and, he was a half man, yeah, half whether, And whether he was a yeah. centaur in the dream. It's yeah. funny. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, I'm the we already talked about Retta. That episode four is the first one that she has any lines in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I already talked about how all all Marks defined it as is just a chick magnet. <laughs> he yeah. has a bunch of pictures on his. Well, they just say his social media page because they right. didn't want to use Facebook. Yeah. Uh, with a bunch of girls with fake boobs. So, <laughs> uh, I think the most notable thing about this episode, at least as compared to the other ones, is the way that Ron stands up for Leslie. Yes. Uh, he's with her when they're, I guess it's deposition. Yeah, it's yeah. the deposition. And where they're they're kind of reprimanding her on this, and Ron thinks it's ridiculous, and mm-hmm. really stands up for her as somebody who never breaks the rules, to the point where it's annoying, he says. But, yeah. But he seems like someone who actually cares about her in that scene. Right, that's the... A- Kind of the first time you see Ron openly care about anyone. <laughs> right. Right. So. Yeah. And uh, I, I, it's funny to me to see how, like, young, younger and, like, I don't know, well put together Ron seems in these early episodes versus yes. later. <laughs> like, the, and I don't know, it might be part of his persona, like, it early on it seems broad he's the very very libertarian guy mm-hmm. but the way they define him later is that that kind of stems from his very private like kind of outdoorsman yes. persona and there is an up um in this episode he mentions email right and, and to me ron like, swanson ron swanson never doesn't email, email. <laughs> um ron swanson wouldn't be playing Scrabble online. It's true. That's true. He would have a Scrabble table and or a Scrabble uh, board, possibly one that he he made fashioned himself. himself yes, yes, with personally made <laughs> Scrabble blocks from a uh, from a tree he chopped down in his backyard. Yes, 
That is the Ron Swanson of later in the series. Yes. And I think that's what kind of struck me about the whole Bobby Knight thing in the uh, Mm -hmm. first episode. It's not totally uncharacteristic, but it doesn't seem like something Ron would be into. It feels like a prototype Ron before they really figured him out. Maybe, but there is... Um, well, well you yeah, mentioned... yes, the, and I think it's in the I think it's in the second season that there's something something happens with Bobby Knight in the See, news, and it's reflected in. I tried to the... look it up, and apparently it just disappears between seasons between one and two. Really? Like there was a legal matter that Bobby Knight's lawyers said they weren't they they were considering legal action if they kept the poster up and they got rid of it. But really? I thought it was... I wanted to know I, what episode it was. What? Yeah, because I swear I remember seeing him <laughs> take the picture down and just, like, I don't know, oh, no. dispose of it or something. I, I can do more internet research. That's all I could find, though, at the time. That's pretty much what I had on these. A lot of it was just similar stuff to what we talked about last week, especially with episode two, where Leslie felt incompetent or she she felt like she was screwing up for silly reasons and mm-hmm. not the person that she is later yeah and the whole show centers around her at this point so it feels even more jarring right right it's it's just it keeps keeps reminding me like even though i love leslie now and she is my spirit animal um this first season <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Like. So anything else you want to talk about about these two episodes? I don't think so. I still can't remember where I was going with the last <laughs> um, last mention nah. of the episode. So. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll be back next week then with episodes five and six. Uh, what we're planning after that is we'll take a week off. Uh, to kind of figure out what show we'll do next. And we might put up a poll online or ask you guys uh, maybe some shows that you'd like to see. Uh, I have a lot of ideas. <laughs> I can pull a thousand TV shows out of my hat. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot but, to choose from. Yeah. But maybe maybe next week when we're done with uh, the Parks and Rec coverage, we'll mention a few ideas we have and so people can... think about that sounds like a plan all right well in the meantime thanks for listening and uh we'll check in next week all right